Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. We are back. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Pivot, everyone. Here we are, season one, episode 16, the one with the two parts, part one. Like, I don't like this to episode title. No, me neither. I think it's stupid. I agree. I like, okay, I get it. But like the one with two parts, part one, can we get a little more creative with that? That's exactly what I was thinking. Okay, good. Glad you're on the same page. Where was the creativity with this one? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan either. So, but I will say I'm a huge fan of the episode. Okay. Just not the title. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's a good one. So before we get into the episode, though, let's get some smut updates. Smut ugh, book updates. What I was, got? I was regret. I was ugh, not looking forward to this. I haven't opened the book since last week. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Granted, though, I've been, I have been like out of town on a con- at a conference, but like I'm not going to bring my smut book to Vegas for my conference. You oh know? my god. What if I'm not going to read it on the plane? Could <laughs> you imagine? Like your boss looking over at you. <laughs> I mean, it was just by myself. Like I don't like some flight attendant. Like, and he touches her tender. No, <laughs> I'm not. I have no shame. But also, like, do we really need to be reading that in the airplane? No, no, not at all. Totally agree with you there. And I'm so glad you said that because I was feeling bad because I have maybe read like ten pages yeah. since then. And I'm like, oh, I'm nowhere near a hundred. Like we said, but we had some action. Oh my god, not a full sex scene. But okay. it, there sexy was sexy time. There was some. There was some play, and so it was. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a, it's a smut book. It's not like mm-hmm. a novel, but it wasn't bad. And they're doing a lot of character development, so it's it's good. I like it because it's character like, development in a smut book. Air quotes character development as much <laughs> as you can character develop in a smut book. Okay, well, I promise I will try to read. I'm like I'm really I really. We just talked about how you want to be someone like. I've just given up the holding myself to the accountability of like having to start something and like have to finish it. Yes. Like I've broken that like handcuff. Like, you know what? If this is bad, I'm not going to finish this book. If this movie sucks, I'm not going to finish it. It's very freeing. And I don't know if I'm going to finish this book. I really don't. You know what? I, I need to break that cycle too. And if I get to that point, like we'll celebrate together. If you talked to me a year ago, I'd be like, no, we have to finish it. That's like my type A personality. Like we cannot start something without finishing it. I have to listen to every single thing. Right. There's like a loose end that's not tied off. Yeah. But you know what? I kind of like the loose ends. Yeah. Because you know what? The loose ends are time suckers that you don't, you don't need to worry about like the terrible movies. Yeah. No. But the loose ends can get, I feel like the loose ends can get kind of um, slippery slope. Like one second, you're not finishing a book. The next second, you've got laundry hanging around your house for like two weeks. Oh, God. I'm not going to say that didn't happen, but. <laughs> I would be shocked if that if you went that way, though. Sometimes it happens. Oh, boy. Okay. It's the it, loose ends. Is this a cry for help? I'm just a, I'm just a kook. <laughs> I'm just a kook. Throwback to Monica. Love that. But. Okay, today is also a very special day because not when the episode is going to go out, but we're recording today on a very special day. It is one of our listeners' birthday. Ooh, 
I love it. Who is our special listener? His name is Dave Savoy. <gasps> I know Dave Savoy. He happens to be my uncle. Love him. And he happens to be the person that sold Graham and I our first house. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. So happy birthday, Uncle Dave. Happy birthday, Dave. Yay. Thanks for listening. We had this joke that when he sold us our house, I kept just saying when we would see him, like, our realtor. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You got to love Uncle Dave. You do. He's he's such a life of the party, too. I know. He's got a great car- counterpart, too. Uh, your Aunt Carm. Aunt Carm. Dave and Carm. Dave and Carm. And I got to say, I mean, I've known Aunt Carm for a long time. But yeah. Aunt Carm is like, and I'm even doing the hand motion right now, even though you can't <laughs> see me, is like the quintessential Italian aunt. She's just like, oh, God, she's just great. She's life of the party. She'll tell it to you like it is. And I, I just enjoy her so much. She will literally like have something to say and she'll like stop you mid-sentence or make comfort, uh, conversation with somebody else and be like, you know what's a really good show to watch? <laughs> Emily in Paris. Have you seen Emily in Paris? You should really watch Emily in Paris. She did this at Christmas and it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, Okay, Zia. I, we call her Zia. Okay, Zia. I will watch Emily in Paris. <laughs> That's such a good Carmen impression. Too. It's the best. Oh my god! I know nobody like nobody like her. No, or she, Uncle Dave for that matter. No, they are both like unicorns. They're so unique. We love you guys, Dave and yeah. Carm. Thanks for listening, Dave and Carm. Shout out Uncle Dave, Remax, Remax uh, Realtor. If you want a nice, if you want to sell your home or purchase one, email him at rmasavoy at aol.com. Love it. Just blowing up my uncle here. <laughs> He's going to be like, what is happening? He'll be like, you did what? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But back to friends. The reason we're here. So this episode, our writers are Marta Kaufman and David Crane. Yeah. So back to our creators. They couldn't come up with a more creative episode title. You're oh, the showrunners. They're tired. <laughs> I don't know. We're halfway over halfway. They're really tired. Right. Our director is Michael Lembeck. Okay. He's, he's new. Yeah, we he is new. We haven't heard from Michael. Mm-hmm. And then our original air date is February 23rd, 1995. Okay, so awesome. Not too far off from where we are now. Okay, let's get into episode recap. Full disclosure, it's going to feel like half of a recap because it's half of a full, you know, part one. So exactly. we're going to have some loose ends. Yes. Speaking of loose ends. Right. Full circle. So the first first duo, you got Joey and Phoebe. And it starts out with Joey and Chandler are actually at a restaurant and they meet Ursula, who we've spoken about previously. That's Phoebe's twin sister. Yep. And uh, Joey thinks that Ursula is hot, which is so funny because she looks exactly like Phoebe. But, you know, I guess you could I could see that if like, you know, one twin, but you don't know the other. You've gotten to know one twin, but not the other. Yeah, she could like present totally different, especially because her personality is totally different. So even though they look exactly the same in your mind, you create like this whole different person. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And she definitely gives off a different energy than Phoebe. Yeah, not not a good one. It's not a good one. She lives up to her name, Ursula. That's I, I that's a rough one. Right? Yeah. Good yeah. name. So, you know, obviously Phoebe is not happy about Joey finding Ursula hot because she and Ursula do not get along. Nope. <laughs> She's like, she was always the pretty one and started walking first. Even though I did... Later that same day. Later that same day. Yeah. And then, so the next day, Joey, because he is enamored with Ursula, he goes back to the restaurant where she's a waitress at, and he thinks that she likes him because she keeps bringing him food that he didn't order. (laughs) Too funny. I I mean, literally, that's just exactly how to get into Joey's heart is through stomach. Seriously. As was with most men. Well, that's not, not wrong. 
Yeah, seriously. Um, whenever we come back from the gym and talk to Graham, I'd be like, you want a burrito? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Joey, he wants to ask her out. And he runs it by Phoebe, which is like, okay. Uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad friend move to run it by the friend. At least he had the thought to run it by her first. Yes, I will give him some credit in that moment. But she's obviously uncomfortable. Yeah. But he doesn't pick up on it. And she gives, this is the stuff that drives me crazy of like, someone is obviously uncomfortable but they say what you want to hear anyways. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no, okay. Like you, read the people, read the room. Yep. You just want that confirmation though. And that's, yeah. that's what he's looking for. He didn't for. actually really want to ask. No, he was just trying to probably do it to be nice. And then when he heard what he wanted to hear, he's like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next day, and I didn't realize this the first watch but now i know uh-huh so the two women come in to see phoebe at the counter and it's helen hunt and somebody else they're both like it that's that crossover thing and right I, from I that about you yes where phoebe where ursula is a waitress in the other show yes so they're tying in the mad about you they're explaining why lisa kruger would be ex- appearing on two shows on thursday night yeah exactly like they're kind of making sense of this world essentially mm-hmm. that they've created. And I honestly didn't know it until rewatching this. And I was yeah. like, Oh, okay. Like I know everyone knows who Helen Hunt is, but I'm yeah. like, I don't get the crossover with this woman. Like, I don't know who she is, but obviously there's something and I just never looked into it. I always thought I was like, that was really random. I didn't realize what they were trying to do. Yeah. But like if you were watching this in the same time and you also watched Mad About You on the same night just an hour earlier, like obviously yeah. you would make it would make sense. It'd be funny. Yeah. But it is weird because it's like they have a really awkward encounter. They like try to get her to take their order and she's like, it's it's I don't know why they would think that she's a waitress there. She wasn't behind the counter. She's just sitting there. Okay, thank you. That was my whole thing too, <laughs> is I get why they obviously think it's Ursula, but why in the world would they think that she's a waitress? Like, and try to order from her. Right. That like, was stupid. She's clearly holding her own mug. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like that was weird. But yeah, meh. It wasn't, it wasn't my favorite moment. Right. So cut back to Joey. He has asked Ursula out and he has bought her a birthday present. He comes to Monica and Rachel's apartment and he wants Phoebe to try on the birthday present. Ugh, yucky. I, this is that's a bad move that was a bad move dude like mm-hmm. you couldn't have picked anything else like something that she wouldn't wear or like jewelry or something or just don't have phoebe try it on because that's so lame because obviously yeah. phoebe's birthday is her birthday and you're planning for her birthday and not her birthday yeah <laughs> her birthday not her birthday you're planning for her birthday not her birthday yeah so i just was like joey what are you doing yeah exactly so he says he's taking ursula to the ice capades but Phoebe's like, you know what? No, I'm not okay with this. I don't want you dating her. But then Joey. Yeah. Not okay with it not being not okay. <laughs> they don't know that we know. They know we know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But that was such a good moment though, because it would be so hard to say like, hey, I'm not okay with this as your friend. Mm-hmm. And then to receive that too. Like that was a huge moment and I like that she stood up for herself instead of just kind of like letting him go you know yeah I mean I'm glad she stood up for herself because I think it's really hard it's really hard I feel like I have I can't I don't I can't say much in these types of situations because when Graham and I first got together like 
Obviously, he's my brother's best friend, and my brother wasn't okay with it, even though it was his idea. <laughs> we all know it to be true. But he was like, this is not okay. And we were like, yeah, okay. Mm, but is it? So part of me is like, Joey, ref- respect Phoebe. And then part of me is like, yeah, you have no room to speak. <laughs> Sit down, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually we get the reason why Phoebe does not want Joey to date Ursula. And it's very layered. Yes. Very much like an onion here. It's sweet though. Let's peel back the onion. So she doesn't want Joey to go out because she says that Ursula always breaks her stuff. I.e. back when she was in high school, Ursula dated her friend Mm -hmm. and they broke up. Ursula broke his heart. He, she likes to break things. Mm -hmm. She broke his heart. And then he, he, Phoebe's best friend wouldn't speak to her because he reminded him of Ursula too much. So she lost a best friend. Yeah. And Joey obviously means so much to Phoebe. Yeah. And she doesn't want to lose Joey. It was really sweet. Yeah. It's really sad. And she's like, my friendship matters so much. I don't want this to happen because she knows the type of Ursula. She knows the type of person Ursula is. (laughs) Yeah. Which is very evident later on. Right. Later on. So, the friends, she's been telling this to the friends. They're like, you got to go talk to Joey. Like, this is, we peel back the onion and there's the guts. So when she goes over to the guy's apartment, though, Ursula answers the door. Ooh. Ooh. Yikes. Yikes. Not fun. Yucky yikes. Yeah. I wanted to take a minute because it was, it was sweet of like, Phoebe talks about like having a boyfriend who's like your best friend. Just, you know, that that's always like such an interesting dynamic because it truly is like, when you find your person, they are your best friend. Yeah. Okay. So I have to say, like, anytime I would see, like, an engagement, it's like, I get to marry my best friend. Honestly, I would be, like, gross. Like, this is so dramatic and ridiculous. Like, no, he's not my best friend. Okay. Having been married for some time and been with my husband for some time, he is my best friend. And that's yeah. because, like, we have developed a friendship. Mm-hmm. like on top of having a marriage and all of that sort of stuff too. So yeah, like there is that element there. I think it is kind of cheesy still. I don't say it, but I I definitely get what you mean. Like the cheesy posts of like, this is my best friend and nobody can see me. So nobody sees my heart more than you. And like just those long winded posts of just like, give me a break. Something a housewife, like a real housewives. Hey, post. Nuh uh. No, it'd be more Don't dramatic. come after my housewives. They'd flip tables instead. Don't come after my housewives. <laughs> hey, I love the housewives too. I just, I could make fun of them. No, I know what you mean though. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it's the special moment. Yeah. Which I think we see back when Ross and Carol, like Carol was Ross's best friend. Right. There's and that the, was sad. That friendship is still there. Like there's it, that relationship is always going to be there. Yeah. You know, but that was kind of sad, but heartwarming at the same time. Speaking of Ross. Ooh. So let's get to Ross. Um, he's having issues with his monkey. <laughs> Sorry, when you, when you say it like that, go. it's just ridiculous. I know, right? Yeah. The fact that this man has a monkey. So uh, Marcel is misbehaving. We mm-hmm. see in Rachel and um, Monica's apartment, Marcel turns the TV to Spanish and they can't turn it back. They're like, what is going on? Oh my gosh. And that oh, Rachel and she's like, in Spanish, Urkel is it's Urkel. Urkel. Like. Oh my God, Rachel. I mean, I kind of thought that was funny. It, yeah. Maybe just because the Urkel laugh is kind of funny. <laughs> it is funny. 
But it's funny because you can see that they're really drawing a parallel of like Marcel the monkey being a a future for like Ross as a parent. And oh. Ross is going through all of these parenting issues with Marcel. Yes, he's you learning. Because they were using it as a parallel at one point with his relationship with Rachel. And it was yes. like his relationship. And yes. now it's more playing into his parenting style because they're playing up the mm-hmm. baby's coming. He's coming. So, And you can't manage the monkey. Yeah. Like you're having issues with a monkey. That's so funny. Like who knew you could have like parallels with a monkey for, for so many things? I mean- we have parallels with our dog before we had our our daughter. That's true. That's true. Your dog is kind of like or your animal, your pet is kind of like your dry run if you yeah. want to have kids. It is a good dry run. Not exactly the same, but enough. Yeah. You got to learn to keep something alive. Yeah. And I feel like maybe there's that moment of like, like definitely when we got Gary, we had that moment of like, what did we do? Like, we don't know what we're doing with this little guy. Yeah. There's so much responsibility and that's totally Ross where he's just like, I don't even know what to do. The monkey is driving me crazy. My, my monkey is driving me crazy. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about Ross as a parent. Carol is going to be having a baby soon. And so it's time for Lamaze class. The Lam- Do people do Lamaze classes even more anymore? They're still out there. Um, is it just like breathing? It's like, yeah, Lamaze is like a specific type of um, coaching for when you're in labor. But okay. there's like, oh my God. Well, now with there's like so midwives many. and doulas, there's so much. There's so much. And like, I mean, when we went through pregnancy and classes, it was still kind of COVID-y. Not mm-hmm. like the whole midst of COVID. But so we didn't do an in-person class. We did videos. Of Lamaze? Like, uh birthing videos and like different Oof. like things you need to know with a newborn. Yeah. So, but yeah, Lamaze is still out there. It's okay. still viable. It's not completely outdated, but yeah, it was funny to watch Ross. Holy crap. He's so uncomfortable. I know Ross going to Lamaze class is if Ross could not be more awkward. Oh my God. Ross goes to Lamaze class with Carol and Susan. Mm-hmm. And it's not even the class itself. It's just the introduction. Oh my God. The introduction, Ross, for some reason, has to introduce them all. Can't get out who the hell Susan is. <laughs> she's her She's her special friend. Special friend. Yeah. It's like, like lovers. Like, li- like life partner. Like lovers. Like, <laughs> Ross, just say it. Just get it together, Ross. You have to get comfortable with this. Okay. It's happened. Ross is definitely the guy that like cares what other people thinks a lot. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So... We get to our second Lamaze class and Carol can't make it, which I'm like, why did Ro- like Susan and Ross are there? I'm like, why are you guys even there? What are you going to learn? Right. Like, why did you even go at that point? Like the pregnant mm-hmm. lady is not even there. Yeah. The, the guest of honor is missing. But. So they're like, we got to figure out who's going to be the woman in this instance. And Ross and Susan do a coin flip. <laughs> And they're going to practice third stage breathing. On your back, mom. Mom. Now imagine your vagina is opening like a a flower. flower. Do they really speak like that in those classes? I don't know. Like the videos I watched, it wasn't like that. Yeah. It was more like, here's this stage and this is this stage. And then the other, and then then there were actual birth videos that we. Oh shit. That I watched. Did they scare you? Uh, Only one. And I didn't make my husband watch it because like the other one. Do you see everything? That one I did. And I was like, (gasps) okay, I'm not going to make you watch this. I felt like I needed to watch it to be prepared. 
Jesus. And I felt okay. But then when it got to the actual, my actual labor, they were like, do you want a mirror? And I was like, nope. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you let, did you let Paul watch? Yeah. I let him do what he wanted. Yeah. He wanted to watch it. Great. If not, I wasn't offended. Did he watch? He did. Okay. Yeah. So he saw, he saw baby coming into the world. He did. The only question I had was, is there hair? (laughs) Is there hair? Is there hair? And he's like, yeah, there's hair. Like, keep going. (laughs) I don't know why that motivated me. Is there hair? My baby had hair. Oh my God. That's funny. (laughs) Speaking of uh, being overwhelmed by the birthing videos, we get to our third class. Our final Lamaze class. Carol is overwhelmed by the action of giving birth after watching a video. Yes. It's like pushing a pot roast through your nostril. (laughs) Yes. My mom used to describe it as um, a watermelon. Oh my God. Giving birth to a watermelon. There was a point where I was so uncomfortable. This was a good thing of COVID too, is at one point, my job let me work from home for two weeks up until my due date because then I was less likely to contract COVID before giving birth. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, if one more person at work, I had this guy who no longer works in my office, but every time I came in, he was like, oh, you're still pregnant. No shit, Sherlock. (laughs) I'm still fucking pregnant. Do I look like I have a baby? Like go. I was so like hormonal, uncomfortable. Yeah. Also just what a stupid thing to say. Oh, you're still pregnant. Like, yeah, what'd you think I was going to pop onto this with, like, a baby in my arms? Why do you think I'm here? Dumbass. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> oh, well. Men. Uh, Anyways, but yes, I totally resonate with Carol in that moment of, like, holy shit, okay. Like, I'm I'm gonna have this to is happening. do this. Like, like yeah. this is happening. Yeah. And, ev- and then everybody tells you all their birthing stories, and you're just like, oh, is this gonna happen to me? Is good. Look, it's that's what ha- I'm terrified of. Like, oh yeah, I ripped from my vagina to my <laughs> asshole, and I'm like, okay. Anybody that tells you those horrible horror stories are assholes themselves, because yeah. that is just so mean. Like, don't women, don't do that to each other. Like, let everybody have their experience. It's like if women choose to have children, and they choose to have their own children too. Like, don't scare them. Just let it happen. I almost kind of want to just know, though, like, what do I don't know that nobody's telling me? No, because then you're no, going to overthink. That's what I'm, I swear to God, I want. I have been like, what do I don't know that people aren't saying? Give me the details. <laughs> Give okay. me everything. So you want the horse stories. I want everything. All right. I want to know all my options. Prepare, play defense. <laughs> good defense is a good offense, or what? what is that? The best defense is the best good. offense. Yeah. Some stupid shit Something like that. Like that. Anyways. <laughs> all right. We're back at the third class and Susan's calming down Carol because she's overwhelmed of giving birth. And she's like, it's just one day when it's over. We're all going to be parents for the rest of our lives. And Q Ross freaking out. Yeah, he's and we said it. He's discouraged. He's like, I'm going to be a father and I can't even get my monkey to behave. <laughs> Again, I just love the monkey. Poor Ross. I know. OK, let's get to Chandler. Oh, boy. Chandler. Chandler, Chandler, Chandler. You, oh, my God. Chandler Bing. This is not a good episode for Chandler Bing. No, not at all. It is bad. It It is is bad. Let's get into it. Chandler is at work, and his employee, Nina, comes in because she's been throwing his weenus all out of whack. (laughs) The euphemisms in this episode are so good. That is true. That is true. (laughs) So he's obviously attached to her because she is a beautiful woman. Dude, she is a Babe. She is beautiful. Wow. And he's he she's flirting with him though. 
oh, absolutely. Like, this yeah. is not unreciprocated whatsoever. She's like, I would never want to do anything to hurt your weenus. To hurt your weenus. <laughs> and so Chandler's, like, back at the apartment with all the friends. And he's like, I really like her. And Ross is like, you don't dip your pen in the company ink. So good. So Ross, too. Like, Mr. Rule Follower. In this instance, you should be a rule follower. Oh, absolutely. And you're right. He is the total rule follower, like, the entire time. He's like, you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. It's not just that he's dipping his pen in the company ink. He is her boss. Yeah. That is icky. It is an imbalance of power, Chandler Bing. You do not go there. No. No. So the next day, Chandler's boss comes in and tells him that the annual net usage statistics are in and it's bad. He hasn't seen an anus this bad since the 70s. Oh my God. And they have to lay off some people in every department. Oh my God. This whole exchange is so funny. Weenuses like, and anuses. Weenuses and anuses. How did they get through this? I don't know. But I mean, his boss is funny too. I like his boss. Oh my gosh. I know. He has great comedic timing as well. Yeah. I love how serious he is. Oh. So good. So Nina's got to get laid off. Long story short, and the anus is bad and we got to lay Nina off. This is Chandler's opening and he should have taken it. He obviously sucks to be the one firing her. No. But he could totally have taken the opportunity and been like, why don't I take you to dinner to soothe your sadness? I don't know. That's a good point that I didn't think about. Okay, so he tried... What he did do, he he tried to fire Nina, but he can't get it out and instead asks her out on a date. So she's still an employee at this company and he wants to date her versus what you said, which is a very good point of like, well, you could fire her and then date her and she's not an employee of yours. Right. And then you have it not in. an abuse of your power, Chandler Bing. No, he doubles down. No, this is like, this is... Oh, this is the episode of men asking women out who they should not be asking out at oh, this point. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yep. I like, like it. What are you doing? So he didn't do what Natalie said, and he continued the charade. <laughs> of course, their mid-kiss next day interrupted by his boss. His boss doesn't see him kissing, but, you know, right. they hear the door. Yep. So his boss is confused that she's still here. And Chandler says that after he let her go, which is like, for fuck's sakes, after he let her go, her psychiatrist called him and informed him that she took the news really bad and went into a quote unquote frenzy and has no recollection of being fired at all. Lord above. And honestly, how would you believe that in the real world? Like, why would your psychiatrist be calling your boss? I could see somebody being very upset after losing their job, but a psychiatrist calling and and St. Chandler's like, well, I can't, I can't fire her again until I can be sure she's not a threat to herself or anyone around her. Okay, can we break this down? Yes. First of all, saying that she went into a frenzy <laughs> is just playing upon the like the hysterical woman. Like, if she was a man, no fucking way would Chandler Bing have said this. Right. Okay. Thank you. Like, I that's exactly what I was thinking. Is like he's totally playing into that archetype of like emotional women are emotional. Woman. Yes. They cannot be trusted. They can't have positions of power. Like, they can't make decisions. Like, anyone that says emo women are emotional should just watch Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Preach. So. Next up, next day, Nina's in the office. She's like, people are just being really weird. And she starts to catch on. And she goes and talks to Chandler. And he's like, well, you're getting a raise. Like, 
every opportunity. This is almost oh. like a Ross behavior of like every opportunity that you get, you cannot close the deal of what you're supposed to do. Right. He triples down here. Yes. He tells her she's getting a raise. Then he pings Helen on the intercom to put the paperwork in on her raise. And Helen's like, so you still want me to send her to psychological pro- profile to personnel? Like, Ooh, yikes, you got outed, Chandler. Mm-hmm. So Whoopsies. Chandler like tells her everything and she breaks up with him. Not before he gets some... Uh, Stapling his hand. Yeah. Ouchie. Ouch, ouch, ouch. He deserved <sighs> that. He deserved that. That was bad. Okay. Last tiny little story. Monica and Rachel, they have nothing to do with this episode, Nat. No. Like, nothing. But I like that because they're also so central to the storyline all the time. So it's kind of mm-hmm, nice mm-hmm. that they're not. And they're Take little, a little break. A little bit more side characters. So they're tiny little story. Rachel is supposed to be taking the Christmas lights down. Might keep you... They're, we're in February. Yeah. We're in February. Take the lights down. Um, and then also later on, we see a Mr. Heckles who actually gets a name. Remember back of the episode with Paulo, he loses his cat. Yes. We just see Mr. Heckles as weird guy. Yep. We don't actually meet him, but yeah. here he is in full form. Mr. Heckles. He's Mr. Heckles and he's telling that they're making noise. Mm-hmm. His cats can't sleep. You don't have a cat. You don't have any cats. I could have cats. I, I love, <laughs> he's, he's great. Mr. I actually Heckles. like it that. Rachel is more the one that's like less scared because she's always very much that very timid character. Yeah. She's starting to grow up mm-hmm. and she's more like, you don't have, you don't cats. have cats. Get that New York edge. Yeah. cats. I like that. Yeah. So finally the episode ends. The very last episode scene is with Rachel finally taking down the Christmas lights, but she falls off the ledge and tangled up in the lights. I don't know what kind of metaphor that is, but it's something. <laughs> It's something. Those must be some really strong lights. Oh, no kidding. Good God. So, Okay, that was our episode recap. We'll take a quick break and be right back. This episode is brought to you by the Stitch Sisters. Ever wanted to find the perfect handmade crochet gift? The Stitch Sisters have you covered. Check out their store where they create crochet goods to order. They create beanies and headbands as well as fun knickknacks for every occasion. You can find them on Etsy at the Stitch Sisters store or follow them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters store. And we are back. Welcome to our little background research mm-hmm. this one was pretty fun um so along with the one with the monkey lisa kudrow actually received her first emmy nomination for this episode yeah so that would make lisa kudrow the most nominated person of this series is that or this uh, season this Sorry. season yeah which is interesting it's interesting she's so ancillary at first right but yeah I totally see why she was nominated for this episode. Yeah, though. she did a really good job. She did, especially with having to be two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the first two-part episode. Mm-hmm. I love a good two-parter. You do? I do. Sometimes they, I mean, it's nice because they have a longer time to tell the story, but then I'm also just like, ah, no, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. You got to nice. you gotta give in to the two-parter. Yeah. Um, so this is the only episode that specifically referred to its episode structure, though. Which is stupid. It is really stupid, but here we are. Um, There were two, there were a number of two-part episodes. So in the later seasons, they needed to kind of distinguish them from this episode. So Mm -hmm, they kind of created other names for those ones, which makes total sense. Like the one that could have been has two parts, Mm -hmm. but 
it's not like the one that could have been part one, the one that could have been part two. Yeah, it is interesting. And it's also interesting that this part one and the next episode coming up aired on the same date. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they just did like, was it an extra long episode? Did they kind of have that time slot after they normally do? And they kind of paid for that. Mm -hmm. That, That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe Mad About You was not airing. Well, no, because Friends is after Mad About You. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What was after Friends? Seinfeld? Maybe Seinfeld? Yeah, maybe they were on a break. Maybe. (laughs) We were on a break. We were on a break. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Anyways. So speaking of our little Nina bookbinder. Bookbinder is her name. Like, oh my God. Seriously. You guys couldn't think of anything else. Bookbinder. Nina. But she's played by Jennifer Grant, Mm -hmm. who is the daughter of 30s movie star, Cary Grant. Lovely man. Oh, if you guys don't know who Cary Grant is, you got to look him up. He is a very, very attractive man. Yeah. Even in his later years, he aged well. He is he the one who is the one in It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, that's that's not Cary Grant. That's not Cary Grant. I get these two mixed up. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to. I'm not going to be able to think of this. We're going to have to Google it. Okay. So Cary Grant was in some good movies like um, Charade. Um, There's so many. Yeah. Charade and Affair to Remember, which I think actually they talk about this, To Catch a Thief. Cary Grant was in like with Grace Kelly. Yes. Oh, yeah. And it's, oh, Jesus. It's a Wonderful Life is Jimmy Stewart. Thank you. God. But they are kind of similar. That like that sexy, older, tall, dark, handsome, smoldering man. Yes, very suave. Yeah, yeah. So Cary Grant was in like the fifties and the sixties. Jimmy Stewart, he did stuff like, yeah, kind of same. The, he was in Vertigo, Rear Window, which is a fabulous movie. I've never Ooh, seen it. No, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, Rear Window was really good. Okay. Yeah, they were kind. They're kind of similar. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, what's crazy is Jennifer Grant in this episode. She was, she was born in 1966, so she's 28 mm-hmm. in this episode. And I'm like, oh gosh, she looks like she's 19. She looks 19. I was literally going to say 19. Yeah, she looks, she looks so young. So young. She looks great. She didn't really act a whole ton um i mean she had a lot of guest spots and through the uh, 90s. og Nip- nepo baby og nepo baby like for real i mean yeah but what's interesting is i was reading is that carrie grant actually didn't want her to go into acting so she got oh. a degree in um business and poli science and then ended up like oh. working for a law firm okay another another smart brainy actress right we love those here she was like but i'm not happy so she ended up going into acting and loved it. And I think, I mean, she's still kind of acting here and there. I mean, she had something that came out in 2022 that really I wasn't really super familiar with. But, um, you know, she's she's continued kind of throughout her career. But Jennifer Grant. Yeah. But she's, uh, again, speaking of like beautiful family, she's she aged pretty. well. She's gorgeous. Holy banana. She is very aged well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there may be some, like a fine wine. some nips and tucks in there. Like, let's be honest. But uh, that's 
you know, that's okay. Yes, and also no fucking judgment. Like I said, oh no, I just got Botox today and I couldn't be happier. Oh, I know. We were literally sitting here <laughs> discussing about like, when am I going to go with you? Because I've literally never yeah. gotten a facial. Like like the whole nonsense of like aging gracefully and naturally. Like, fuck off. If you want to age gracefully and naturally, <laughs> no judgment. Do you. But also no judgment. No judgment. <laughs> I'm just the judgiest person <laughs> ever. <laughs> Hey, do you? I just say live your truth, man. Yeah. Be who we will you get are. we will go. Oh, Jennifer Grant was in Babylon. Oh. That was that that was with um that famous one with Brad Pitt and mm. Margot Robbie, which I still haven't seen, but I think is nominated for a lot of Academy Awards coming up here. Okay. I'm gonna have to put that on the list. Okay. So oh, she was in CSI? Yes. I did see that. God, that is Every time. It's only CSI and CSI Miami. Any other CSI, not Trash. worth it. Trash. Don't Absolutely. give me New Orleans. Oh, no. Don't. Don't give me Vegas. Don't. No. Absolute Don't. trash, in my opinion. Um. So something kind of funny, the toy that Chandler's playing with mm-hmm. in his office that it's like bouncing and he's like bouncing along with it. I remember that toy. Oh, yeah. But I was like, what was that toy? Like, what was the point of it? It just bounces around. Looked it up. It's actually called the Bumble Ball. And the it, Bumble Ball. And it's a dog toy. That's a dog toy? Yeah, I think it was created for dogs. I don't know if what it What dog is going to be picking that up? That's, I, I don't what? know. I don't know if it was like to entertain dogs. It was funny. But I was laughing so hard when I read that it was created as a dog toy. I was like, oh my God, I would never have guessed that that was a dog no, toy. No, Gary would be terrified if that thing was boppling around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dog Chance would absolutely be like, <laughs> no. He'd freak out. He'd bark at it. He'd probably get really, really upset. So yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, and then one little like side note: when uh, Phoebe's talking about how Ursula steals her things or whatever, she stole her Judy Jetson thermos. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Jetsons? Oh yeah, and absolutely, I love the Jetsons. Remember the little? I'm just looking them up because they're okay. So they're sixties, and it's, this says they were a sitcom. It's funny because that I felt like was still like part of my childhood, but it agreed. It was not new. No, but like, I loved it. I still remember part of the song, like his boy Elroy. Do 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 do. Astro's the dog. Daughter Judy. Yeah. Jane, his wife. Jane and Judy. Yeah, they're all cute. Yes. George, Jane, Judy, Elroy, Astro. And remember the like uh little robot maid oh the robot maid what was her name i can't find it but rosie rosie yeah they were so cute great show love the jetsons yeah well getting into our bloopers and blunders Mm -hmm. um so we've got a few moo points so Mm. in the previous episode we were joking and talking about the weenus Mm -hmm. chandler says it stands for weekly estimated (laughs) net usage systems yes but in this episode Nina says it stands for weekly estimated net usage net usage statistics. Which is it? Language is important. Systems, statistics, it makes a difference. Corporate culture. Right? Mr. Yeah. Douglas seems to corroborate this version <laughs> when he translate translates anus into annual net usage statistics. So Chandler Bing is wrong. It's statistics, not systems. It would make sense if Chandler Bing were not paying attention correctly yeah. so kind of funny there but oh my god those euphemisms just they're die. so good the weenus and the anus the weenus and the anus like how do you not crack up at that <laughs> oh man and then this is funny so t you saw this in the credits jennifer grant who plays nina is credited as playing a character named michelle disrespectful 
That's all I got to say. Like, did they think, oh. Somebody didn't come to work today. Or they were originally going to name her Michelle and they never changed it. I just think it's disrespectful. I think somebody didn't pay attention and. You're like, oh yeah, her name's Michelle. The intern, just blame it on the intern. Blame everything on the intern. Blame everything on the intern. I say. Um, Do you really need a reindeer on the refrigerator to take down lights, Rachel? (laughs) Oh, this is a typo. It's reminder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, why do you need a reindeer? Is the reindeer the magnet? (laughs) No, that's a typo. Supposed to say reminder. Going through my brain, I was like, does Rachel Green really need a reminder on the refrigerator to take down the lights? Because they're literally right there. Well, either way, reindeer or reminder. Uh, Either one. Why do you need Take down your lights. So it's just what I wanted to know. What in the, you know, bringing our most judgy selves out. What is the amount of time that's like, you should have your Christmas lights and your tree down by? Like, is that a January 1 person? Like, atypical a type like or i mean we're in freaking mid mid february i okay i i'm internally i want it down like right after new year's i'm like okay jan one we're done like let's this weekend we're good let's take it all down um it didn't happen like that this year (laughs) for us it took a couple weeks but Oh, weeks. I thought you were going to say days. Well, in our defense, it was very snowy, and so we couldn't get the lights off of the house. I'm like, well, if we're not taking the lights out of the house, I don't want to pull all the boxes out to put all of the things away. So I got lazy. But really, ideally, if I had a choice, like I'm a January one, get it done. We're done with the Christmas season. Let's move on. I agree. So I agree. I think Jan one, get it down. Or hey, if you come back into town Jan three, go for it but like it's time to move on yeah february no way too long i totally judge these people that are like one somebody that leaves their christmas lights up all year round oh my god don't understand that nope two if there if the month has a two in front of it and your stupid christmas tree is still in the living room with no ornaments what are you doing yeah at that point what's what's going on here we gotta talk about something major going on because this is not okay. Make some time. Set aside 10 minutes. Take down your damn tree. Right? Take yeah. you that much? Just put it up. I judge you. So this is funny. There's an added poll on Rachel and Monica's balcony. Yes. Did you notice that? I did. I like, what is this? This is not here. Yeah. Like while. It's just holding up the lights. Yeah. It's just there to hold up the lights all of a sudden. It's like. Yeah. That's not usually there. Like that wasn't there when. Like the cat jumped onto Ross. Like I don't remember it being there. So it's like the yeah. pole. It's like James Burrow's beam. James Burrow's beam. It, it comes and goes, which is funny because they totally, um, they totally just like acknowledge that this beam comes and goes. They don't even freaking care. No, they don't. It's just like, eh, you know, it's a traveling beam, and we're like, okay, we'll buy it. I know, right? Whatever. But oh man, I'm so excited for this one. Are you ready? Fashion watch. Fashion watch. Do, 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 do. Okay. The first one that we have to speak about. I hope you caught this. I was dying at this note. The the Monica Fembot hair. <laughs> Fembot What hair. the hell is this hairdo? Dude. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, why are they styling her hair so terribly? I think not. And I was thinking about this. I feel like these episodes, these last half of the seasons have been recorded in different 
um, order because remember she had that those horrible bangs a few episodes ago. Yes. And then the horrible bangs kind of went away. Yeah. And now they're back and now she's got teased hair. She's got a teased helmet hair. She looks like a, a fembot from Austin Powers. Yes. And not in a good way. Those no. fembots, hot. Monica Geller, no. No. No, it's the bangs. It's like they're defined bangs, but they're like so not bad. in front of her forehead. They're off to the side and bleh, no, they're not a curtain bang yet. They're like mm. not a micro bang, baby bang. Like it's just not a good look. And like you're not you're not in a fuzzy pink sheer fembot suit. So I don't want to see it. Nope, I'm over it. It's silly. Bleh. Now past the fembot rage. Yes time to calm down <laughs> joey and monica's red turtlenecks turtlenecks again this stylist loves a turtleneck yes but okay this is what we we're talking about is that color is her color it looks good so good aside on from the fembot hair yes the red turtleneck looks fabulous yes even on joey it's you know his dark coloring too it yeah ma- it looks really good on him and he does look good in a turtleneck he does you know yeah i will get he's, over my turtle he's nice rage. and like beefy he looks like he's almost wearing like for like very low like impact football pads you know oh yeah i like that yeah <laughs> so rachel is a shirt repeater and i kind of love it me too she's a sustainable queen mm-hmm. we're wearing shirts so she's got her rose long sleeve white shirt and then the the t-shirt the red cross with the like it's like the red cross yeah but t-shirt. she's just wearing it under some overalls yeah. instead of like with high-waisted jeans yeah but i like that because it almost makes this seem more believable that okay this is their actual like wardrobe right because she's re-wearing something mm-hmm. so yeah i i liked that Gotta gotta respect that. Nina, Nina's blue skirt and uh blue suit and skirt combo. Oh. I love the color and it looks fabulous on her. Yes. But then like, and this is so 90s. Do you see the little black basket shoe she's wearing? Like, yes. what are those? those oh, are, that's like the non-good side of 90s corporate culture dress code. Yeah. Horrible. That's where like the crossover between like the masculine and the feminine just gets clunky. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, no, 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 no. They I were can't. They remind me of like flight attendant shoes. Like, you know, I, every time and still like I'll fly Delta a lot and I see these shoes that these flight attendants have to wear and they are so ugly. Right. Like, why can't we have function? They are not cute. Where's function and fashion meet? Because that needs to happen for so many There are definitely options and this just like, it's not cute. No. They're stuck in the nineties. Yes. Agreed. Lose the shoes. Love the rest of it. Exactly. Let's talk about Joey. He's got this long wool jacket and black scarf combo that I was like, who is this man? Yes, I love that. And so it actually kind of threw me back to the episode with his dad, Mr. Trib. Mr. Trib. And I remember him kind of having that same look when he mm-hmm. came over to his house. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You can see like maybe, I don't know that they really thought that deep about it, but I like it. And I just... I don't know. He looks yummy in it. He looks great. Mm-hmm. If a guy wore that right now, I'd be like, you have some fashion sense, sir. Yes. Congratulations. Very Metro. Okay. Rounding us out. And I would love to find something like this. And I'm not a big velvet person, but Rachel's blue velvet crop velvet, <laughs> velvet crop jacket. was so cute. Yes. I, I'm not a velvet person, but that was good. Uh, yeah. I mean, velvet has it really specific for me yeah so i think that 
it, yeah, but it fits and it's like, I could see wearing that, especially now in the winter, mm-hmm. like something cute, especially with like the crop stuff. It's so back in. Yeah. I love it. Yes. yes. Love it. Adorable. Okay. Best friend in front of me. Oh, I had, can I tell you, mm-hmm. I was like so tempted to put nobody for my best friend <gasps> because I was like, I I couldn't come up with one. Me too. Oh my God. Okay, good. I was really struggling. Yeah. Like it was very easy for me to pick my friend of me. But the best friend, I was like, nobody stands out as much. No, but nobody is standing out in this episode. Mm-mm. It's very interesting. The dynamics of this episode. That's just kind of like, bleh. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. So should we do friend of me first since we both were like, yeah, I know who. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. Joey. Joey. Oh! <laughs> okay. Okay. I really thought we were going to be the same. That's crazy. Okay. I picked Chandler because I was like, dude, abusing your power, your position of power and asking out an employee, like, no. Agree with you. And I was going back and forth between him and Joey. Yes. I have honorable mention to Joey because yeah. like, obviously you're dating your friend's sister who's like, no, no, no. But yeah. I'd be a hypocrite if I picked Joey. <laughs> I get it. Okay. I get that point. <laughs> but yeah. Chandler. Oh my God. No. Just abusing the position of power, then making her look like a hysterical woman. Not just not okay. Chandler's worst moment, I think probably in the whole series, in my opinion. Ooh. It really pissed me off. Ooh, that's deep and it's real. I don't know, man. That that I'd have to go back and dig through the archives on like his mm-hmm. worst moment. But yeah, it's not a good it's one. It's not a good one. For sure. Kissing Kathy could be worse. Oh God, yeah. But this we haven't gotten there yet, so no. this is his worst moment. Yeah, this is up there for sure. I chose Joey because he it is like, okay, yeah, Chandler's doing some shady shit. Don't like it. But, like, Joey knows. Like, Chandler, yeah. I think, is just acting on, like, he's impulsive and he's an idiot and he can't make good decisions. But yeah. Joey knows better. Like, you, you can tell. Yeah, like, this is, like, the biggest, like, friend bitch slap to mm-hmm. to me. So I'm like, no. The moment when he comes in with the present for Ursula to have Phoebe try on, even if it wasn't a bad relationship, it'd be like, you want me to do what? Yeah. Like, that's weird. I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah. So Joey's Joey's mine. Ugh. That's offensive. Ugh. Um, okay. Who gets your mug? I'm so curious because I, even to the moment we started recording, I was reviewing my notes and I was like, who the hell is my best friend? I think the, honestly, like I was still unsure even like up until our review of the whole plot. So talking through it though, it's going to Phoebe. Okay. I have Phoebe as my honorable mention. Okay. Because of her, all of her stuff with Joey. Yep. She, she's brave enough to stand up to him and say like, no, this is not okay. Like Mm -hmm. I am your friend and I'm uncomfortable with this and that takes guts. So yeah, Yeah. I give it to Phoebe. I give it to Ross (gasps) for going to Lamaze class and being a supportive partner. Granted, he did it very awkwardly and clunky, but he was there. He was there. He yeah. showed up with the lesbian lover, life partner, and his ex-wife. Like, Ross shows up. He does. Uh, yeah. I, I support that, actually. I would say Ross would be my un- uh, 
honorable mention? I was going between Ross and, and Phoebe. It's hard because mm-hmm. when you look back at the episode, you've got Monica and Rachel that didn't do shit. Right. You've got Joey and Chandler that are just making mistakes out the ass. Right. And you're like, okay, well, I'm stuck with Vaughn. Okay, well, it was it was not the easiest choice. No, definitely not. But that's okay. It's okay. What is your Joey sandwich rating? This one's a four. A four? Yeah. This one's okay. ab- above uh like average average for me average sub of the day yeah but man my fives i covet those fives i know i've given out two fives and you have given out none 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 who's the optimist (laughs) that's true it's ironic because in real life i'm the optimist i know right and you're the realist (sighs) oh well speaking of realists i give this a three Oh, interesting. It was just your average run of the day sandwich. Maybe the sauce was a little off. You got meatballs, which is always a plus, but you know, maybe they were a little under seasoned. Bread could have been slightly under toasted. Cheese not melted, but still it's a meatball sub and you're happy to have it. I'm digging this analogy so much right now. I'm just thinking about what I would like on my meatball sub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not a bad episode. And honestly, I'd be surprised if we ever do give anything below a three i was wondering but have we given a two i don't think so i think the one with the sonogram was pretty low mm-hmm. but yeah we haven't we haven't done a tally yet of like our running scores of like average maybe that's what of we'll the have season. to do we'll have to do that but i i think the one with the sonogram was our lo- that one was not our favorite let me pull this up no just a moment um, the one with the sonogram was, you gave it a two. <gasps> I did give it a two. Yeah. You gave the one with the sonogram a two. So okay. granted, yeah, this was just, it was not my favorite. I, especially with Monica and Rachel not having much to do the big mistakes by Joey and Chandler. And also the two parts, I felt like not a lot happened. Yeah. There's not as much forward motion. I guess. Yeah. But still, it was a fun episode. It was fun recapping it. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Now I'm going back and thinking about the one with the sonogram. And yeah, that actress annoys me. Wait, oh, the, yeah, you did not like her. The, the one that played Carol. Carol. Oh, the original Carol bothers me. Sorry, like, Carol. I'm so glad they replaced her. You can't even call her an OG Carol because she was just not good. No, she wasn't. No. Well, that's it. The one with two parts, comma, part one. Yes. All right, you guys, those are our thoughts. We will be back next week. If you get a chance, email Uncle Dave. Happy birthday, Uncle Dave. Happy birthday. Um, Thanks for listening to Z-Pivot Podcast. You can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get the podcast. Follow along on Instagram at The Pivot Pod. We're continuing to update the Instagram, post our fun things. Yes. And then always you can email us at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com with all your questions, comments, thoughts, throw in a concern. I don't care. Do you care? Nope. Bring it on. Thanks, Chrissy. Chrissy sent us our last interview. email we'll maybe talk about that one next episode but yeah we gotta go all right bye Bye.